Last time on Four Orders. Oh, I feel so rusted. That was the best bed I think I've ever slept on. All I'm doing is glaring at Kath. Thanks for getting us a room, bud. It was probably the nicest place we've stayed in a while. Definitely. It was wonderful. Thank you. Yes, indeed. All right, guys, what are, what are we doing this morning? Places that don't currently have festivals going on kind of make me itchy. You head over to Pedestrian to Equestrian. Uh, I'm I'm just going to wait out here, guys. I don't like that guy. Where I'm Yeah. All right, I'll go in. Hello. Hello. Yes. <laughs> I am looking for a horse. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm looking for two horses and a wagon, please. Uh, let's see how I'm going to do a hangle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Let's see. We got a day going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> how about you just tell me when to stop? And, just... <laughs> and I'll just start putting piece after piece of gold on the counter. Eventually, you'll get to 70 gold. And he goes, ah, okay. So I'll, I'll... He comes back with uh, two horses on a wagon. Where you go? Uh, yes. Somar. So, all right. You always tire. What? Your, your Taya, my sister. Oh, yes. Okay. Your sister, she works in Somar. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And he hands you the receipt. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> so you head out from Chandelin on the Gold Run Road, and you're heading to Cora. We're going to skip to day five. Coming around the bend of a hill at sunset, you see a gritty mining town on the side of a hill. You guys want to get a room? You, you want to be in a bed versus the ground tonight? Or oh, I have no preference. Though. I'm also fine with the huts. I've had my relaxation. I'm ready to get back to work. I guess that's fine. I mean, Keth, if you would like a bed, we can get a bed. Can we get one to go? <laughs> you want to get some, some road ales? Bed to go or an ale to go? <laughs> Both. Well, now that you mention it, I could go for a hot meal. Yeah. Let's stop. All right. So the next morning you wake up and Finch, you've gathered some rocks about you know the size that she suggested. You uh, get onto the road and start heading north. Day nine, you come across another town on your journey, and this is the town of Jone. And it's rested on the most western edge of the Carlin Forest. It's a basic rural town with cobblestone streets and a simple fill of kind of community. There's farmlands that stretch out to the western horizon and a small marketplace centered in the town square. Whenever you do get into the town square on your wagon, you're just riding through, you do see that there's also a town hall that sits on the eastern side and a temple that sits on the western side. There's a fountain in the center of the town that is conjuring fresh water. It like appears to be overflowing into like grates around the edge of it and it's like sending water into maybe a sewer or something like that. 
but it's just conjuring fresh water and you see people going in with buckets and getting like water for their homes. And also on the northern side of the square where the main room continues, there's actually a tavern that's called the Reliable Rabbit. And outside of that tavern is a community board and it has a bunch of parchments that are posted up to it and nailed to the board. I'll look at that. You want to stop and take a look? Kind of take a rest in the town square at noon for lunchtime, maybe? Yeah, get some water from this fountain, you know, just kind of sit sit next to it, eat some ration, look at that uh, that bulletin board, okay. see what's up. So, yeah, Finch pulls the wagon kind of to the side in the square, I guess. and uh, We're going to take five, guys. I'll get out and stretch and approach the community board as well. Okay, so Astra and Finch on the board. Anybody else want to take part? Uh, I'm going to go fill up the water skins. Uh, handle beer. Nice, I'll hand him my water skin. Collect everyone's water skins. Uh, Can I tell what uh, kind of temple is in this town? From the outside? Yeah, give me a... Do they have a religion check? Yeah, religion check. It's going to be simple, but... 15. Yes, it is a temple to Adamo. And the reason you realize that is there is an emblem above the front door that is a driftwood rod with vines wrapping along it. Okay. Uh, I want to I want to go to the temple. I want to okay. go in. So you're going to go visit the temple. Yeah. So we got Keth filling up the water skins. Astra and Finch are checking out the community board. Doroth, is there something you're doing? You're sitting in the wagon riding still? So Doroth, as he's getting out of the of the wagon with everybody, he just like fumbles through the, the pages. Yeah, it just takes one and just sticks it to the board. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, These chaotic lands we tread upon from Chandelon... To Laron, we find balance. Doroth, Babe, Grom, and Kyle. I just stick it to the board. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nice. Very good. So since Astra and Finch are doing this, there's only three. So who wants one? Who wants two? Whatever. Roll for it. Yeah, roll for it. Whoever gets the higher gets the two. Are we rolling 20s? Just 20s, yeah. Nine. Six. Ooh. Slug for this. So as you're reading through the community board, Astra, you come across one. Find my dog. 200 gold. He has a blue-collar Dalmatian named Rufus. Heading north to Bloggle? (laughs) I got got a delivery that needs to go. I I don't treat easy, though, so be ready for a test. 50 gold payment on delivery. Yimothy, the jeweler? (laughs) Yimothy? (laughs) Did you read that out loud? I'm like trying to read this dude's handwriting like out loud. Yeah, I'm like, is this Bloggle? Have you guys heard of Bloggle? Like, (laughs) aren't we going north though? We are, yeah. Wanna make 50 gold? I mean, I mean, I don't know if Bloggle's north, but (laughs) we are going north. We might run into it. Okay, well, I mean,. Yeah, it says 50 gold payment on delivery. It won't get paid until we deliver it, whatever it is. He seems to think it won't be easy. I don't know. Do I see a jeweler's place around here? Maybe I'll turn around and look. Uh, give me a perception check. Oh, yeah. So that's 19 plus 12. Uh, so, yeah, you look back south on the main road, and you see that there's a sign that says Yemothy's Jeweler. Oh. Or Yemothy's Jewels. Yeah. Well, uh, since Storth is actively talking to me, I'm like... I think uh, right down there, actually. Yeah, you see that? Y- Yimmy these jewels. Uh, that, that's got to be the place. If I feel like doing a good deed. Just wait here. I'll go pick it up. We'll drop it off whenever, y- you know. All right. Sure. Don't have to be a big thing, and I'll start walking in that direction. <laughs> All right. And I'll come back. Actually, give me that, and I'll snatch the, the note out of his hand. <laughs> All right. Ask you your last one. 
Need some lumber hauled down from the Rico lumber yard. Needs to go to Heavenly Furnishings on south side of town. 150 gold for the job. I'm going to look at Finch. You know, I could honestly use some gold. Uh, if we have some time for a pit stop, you know, maybe we could help the town out. And I could practice my divination. Maybe I can find this dog. <laughs> hey. There it is. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, side quest. <laughs> Spin off. Deliver the lumber and find the there's dog. Literally no information about the owner whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no contact. Just find my dog. 200 gold. Blue collar Dalmatian Rufus. It's like, <laughs> congratulations, you have a dog now. Right? Like, we're just misunderstanding what they're saying. Like, yeah. It's a nice dog if you find him. <laughs> you start calling the dog Rufus, but really the person's name was Rufus. Yeah, it says name. Rufus, I'm assuming it was the dog. <laughs> so we'll switch over to Felomir. Felomir, you enter into this temple of Adamo. As you get inside, you look around the room and there's just like lively ferns hanging from in front of every window around the temple. It's a small chapel. We'll say there's four pews on both left and right side. And there's a small altar. There's no rooms to the back or anything like that. And you do see a single priest who is currently like writing, not furiously, but just he's writing at the pulpit. Okay. He said there's no one else in here? No one else in there. I'll just approach him. Okay. Um, ex- excuse me. Hello. Hello. My name is uh, Felomir. I'm traveling through this town. And uh, honestly, I was just wondering if you happen to have any any sort of maybe text, any religious texts or anything. Um uh, dedicated to Adamo, maybe? Dedicated to Adamo. Uh, yes. Um, let's see. We have several texts that speak of nature and kindness and creation. But the, the main text of Adamo would be the waves ashore. The, the waves ashore? Yes. Would you like a copy of it? I would love one. It's a small text. And it really just speaks of how water created everything. And he reaches over like to a table behind him and he takes a small book that's probably like two by three inches. It's got maybe 20 pages in it and he hands it to you. Oh, yes. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, Anything to help someone find their way. Yes, very important. Uh, Thank you. And and growth shall overcome. Growth shall overcome. I'll just bow and leave. So you got you a new text and we got some more world building. (laughs) Good books. And so we got Doroth heading to Yemethy's Jewels. Keth, is there anything you're doing with the... Like, well, you've definitely filled up the water skins, we'll say. And you see Doroth walking past you south. As I see that and Felomir go into the temple, I'm just, where's everybody going? I don't know. I don't know where they're going. Kirkle's just standing behind you. <laughs> uh, I'll just load the water skins up on the wagon. She's such a little sister, man. <laughs> <laughs> Doroth, you make your way over to Yemethy's Jewels and you walk inside. Or do you walk inside, I guess? Yes. Okay. I, uh, walk inside with purpose, All right. we'll say. And when you get inside, you see this old man sitting at like a small desk that's facing not the door, but to the left side. All around you is just like glass cases with tons of amulets and rings and necklaces, bracelets. This place has a lot of jewelry. And he looks to you as the door opens and says, Oh, yes. <laughs> wow, this place is shiny. Is ah, he... yes. <laughs> and you turn around and leave. 
Ah! And they start to like get up slowly. They're very senile. Oh god. Like they're they're very weak. And they start to stand up. Oh, there's a lot of hair all over them. And then they kind of like push their hair from their face and they say, Ah, oh, yes, I need help. Clearly. Um, don't get up, please. Stay seated. I'll I'll come to you. No! <laughs> Please be careful. Don't touch this. And they drop a gem to the ground and it like hisses. And you see like a little bit of steam come from it. Hold on. What does it look like? It is a black opal type thing. And you see that their skin is starting to like peel off of their fingers. It, it, whoa, drop it. Help. I... Oh, hold on. Do I have it? it, it some. <laughs> what the hell? What is this thing? I don't know. And is, is this the thing you need to transport it? No. Oh, wait, hold on. This escalated this. quickly. I'm going to put the, pa- the, the page in my pocket. What is that? Where did you get that from? I don't know. Yes, you do know where you got it from. And they fall over. <laughs> I'm just going to stand there for a second, and then I'm going to use sending to, let, let's say Felomir. He's a good group hub. Let's, let's use Felomir. Uh, I'm going to use sending to Felomir. Felomir, get down to the jewelry store now. Bring everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to pace back and forth with my arms folded <laughs> and just stare at the thing. Oh, <laughs> wow. Why are these old dead people? <laughs> Doris. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm on the way. I'll respond back to him. Okay. And I guess I'm probably exiting the temple somewhere around this point. Doing that old man limp as yeah. quickly as you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. And then, yeah, I'll glance around and see if how many of my companions I just I see. So you'll see Keth and Kurgle walking from the fountain to the wagon. Astra and Finch are talking at the community board on the north side of the square. And we'll say the wagon's kind of parked in the northwestern side. I'll just start approaching whichever group of them is closest. Okay. Which will probably be Finch and Astra. Uh, hey, guys, I just got a, a message from Doroth. He said something's happening at the jewelry store, and we need to get down there quickly. He said bring everyone. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm not sure where this jewelry store is, but... Uh... It, it's right It's right down there. He, he just went down there to try and see if he could make a delivery for somebody, for, for some gold. Okay, well, if you if one of you guys wants to go grab Kurgle and, <laughs> and Keth, I'm going to head that way. Kurgle, Keth, we, come this way. Run after him. Yeah, I'll make my way hastily All right. to the jewelry store. Make sure that the wagon's hitched up or whatever to not be taken. Okay. Yeah, I'll grab the um the notes off the community board that caught my <laughs> eye and. <laughs> so you're taking their notes and not knowing <laughs> yeah. if they're gonna take the job or not. <laughs> and not what? Like you're taking the jobs without leaving them if people else wanted other people want to take the jobs while you're. Oh, I mean, are other people looking at the community board? I mean. Oh, <laughs> hey, first comes, first serve. Yeah. But, I mean, if you if you take the thing that says, find my dog, you basically said, I am finding this dog. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> like, no one else is going to have the opportunity to find this dog. Are you for sure taking them? Okay, never mind. I'll leave them. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
figured maybe there was like a tear off. I don't know if they invented that yet. I don't think we got phones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the four of you plus Kurgle will say arrive at the same time, which we'll say was nine rounds. After. Okay. <laughs> after the time of death. <laughs> so the four of you plus Kurgle walk inside and you see Dorth pacing back and forth uh, near the door. And then there is a not dead person, but a decayed person or decaying person on the other side of the room. And there is a black stone sitting near that person. What took so long? We were right there. I'm visibly out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's going on? Look! I'll kind of rush over to the body. Okay. Do I notice the stone? I'm going to say everybody notices it because it's a pretty empty room. The stone is also producing like a steady plume of like steam. Yeah, okay. It's like sizzling. Is this something. like still in the person's hand? No, it's just laying next to them. Okay. Not really knowing what it is. I'm going to use mage hand to kind of pick it up and like move it away from the person. And then I'm going to attempt to cast spare the dying. Oh no, they dead. Oh. No, they're, they're decaying. decaying. Yeah. Oh. There's like skin is. Do like... I have a spell for that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you? You might. I like how Dorth was able to immediately accept that they were dead. Hey, <laughs> like, yeah. didn't attempt anything. Yeah, they're I was, gone. Over with. I was waiting for you to do something. <laughs> no, he's not fucking touching them. No. Did you see that shit? I can touch a corpse. And for the duration, the target is protected from decay and can't become undead. <laughs> uh, look, I think that's the difference. Well, Y'all didn't see that shit. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to worry about them turning into undead, I guess. So if I would have, I mean, I don't know what that stone did. I don't think I've ever used this spell before. Have you been assessed? Like, have you been given the situation yet? No. Okay. <laughs> Dorth, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, I came in once I found this note that said they needed a delivery or something. They said they were, they needed to go north. We're going north. I thought we could make some extra gold or whatever. I walk in and he's got this thing in his hand and he's asking me to help him. And he tells me not to touch it. And he drops it and he dies. And he keeps dying. Uh, okay. Um, that's, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah, at that, I'm just going to use my mage hand to like push it even further away from us. Yeah, like five minutes ago, I was chilling. This is weird. I'm going to go over to the stone. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cast a tech magic until I know what school of magic it is. It is necromancy. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch it. <laughs> I want to poke it. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, I, I want to put my dick in it. With your bare finger? With my finger, yeah. I love it. I love a good mystery. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it a mystery? We saw <laughs> All right. Elamir, what are you doing? I, I, I want to see what it does. Are you kidding me? I mean, it kills what people. Do you uh, yeah, I what think does it, it does do? that. Hold well, on. I mean, you don't know the context. How I long were they holding it? I have a spell for this, and I want to use identify. To be fair, identify is a touch spell. So you will oh. have to touch the object? Is it? Really? Ooh. Choose an object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. Can oh. I use Mage Hand to touch it? Which is it? one minute to cast Identify. Yeah, you ain't touching that. Do I have gloves? Would that work? <laughs> what if that's why no one knows what it is? Because <laughs> anyone <laughs> that tries to identify it's dead within a minute. That's a good narration. Though. Maybe that's why this person died. They were ah. trying to identify it. I don't think you should touch that, Felomir. Uh, well, what should we do then? I can't bring you back. <laughs> oh, we should probably leave. Yeah, if anything, we should probably alert someone, and then I, I don't think we should touch this thing. I, I do not think we should alert anyone. 
If I there's one can... thing we've learned <laughs> from coming a... things we've learned? Look, this is what we do. We leave, we never speak of this to anyone, and no one ever knows we were here. They'll find it, they'll be like, oh God, what happened? Which is where we are right now. Yeah, but no then, need for us to be involved. But then someone else could pick up the stone, and then they would die, and then someone else would pick up the stone, and they would die, and they would keep dying. Well, that's assuming everyone just came in one by one. Okay, look, I don't think we should just leave this out in the open, and I will... Is Felomir going for it? I, no, I mean, if you guys stop me, I would stop. Okay. So as you're making these decisions, all of a sudden, the person springs to their feet, and their skin is healthy. What the fuck? And their hair just kind of degrades back into like regular short hair. I knew I couldn't trust you. What are you <laughs> talking about? What? I'm just going to look and just what? What? I have a very important object that needed to be delivered somewhere and I was going to pay somebody 50 gold for it. And I knew that if somebody came in and saw me in this situation, I knew they would just ruin everything somehow, some way. And here you are conniving to leave my dead body here, this deathly jewel on the ground for someone else to find. You're the one with the paper. You were going to do the job. Wait. And I will not trust you to do the job. Keep your job. <laughs> <laughs> Um, first of all, that would have never happened. I, I was about to attempt to protect the stone, so nobody ever found it again. Yeah, and I mean, we were going to tell someone, or at least I was. I don't trust him. I don't care. <laughs> what does that stone do? Oh, it's just an illusion. And she picks it up. Oh. May I? I'm gonna stick of course. My <laughs> she hands it to you, and as you like detect magic, you realize that the school of magic has now changed to illusion. Ah, oh, this is a very clever object indeed. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> okay, so what does this person look like now? Uh, they have like very short brown hair. It is a woman. She is very healthy. She's like 40, 30 to 40 years old human and she is just very eccentric it looks like and doesn't trust people to deliver her jewels therefore <laughs> she creates a scenario where she dies in front of <laughs> what is the logic <laughs> I mean I don't understand it's D&D man there's no logic yeah. I, I got you <laughs> like, I, like, just because somebody doesn't want to be involved in a murder doesn't mean they can't be trusted to deliver a fucking whatever <laughs> I'll give the uh, the jewel back to her. Well, uh, is there anything I can help you with? No, I'm going to leave. You can leave. Uh, <laughs> I will immediately after Doris walks out say, "Well, I mean, are are you, are you, do you have any other takers? I mean, we can deliver that stone for you." Well, unfortunately, you're with him, and I don't necessarily trust him if he's with you. The deal is that if you want to pay for what I'm giving you, somebody will pay you back for the whole thing, and you'll get fifty gold for it whenever you deliver it. Oh, well, I don't have any money, so that's fine. Now, how much is this object that we would be delivering? It's 1,100 gold. <laughs> Makes sense. It's an engagement ring. To who and to where? Uh, it is to this lady named Triana, and her husband, or husband-to-be, is getting it for her. His name is Joe. <laughs> Triana and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well, I hope you find someone to do it. Yeah, I guess we'll find. I'll just wait until, you know. I mean, his engagement's delayed, obviously, until he gets the ring, so. I'm going to walk out. 
<laughs> no, I mean, don't watch care. their love is eternal. Exactly. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm very confused by the the job, you know, getting paid, but you have to have that money. Well, if you run off with the ring, then I lose 1,100 gold. But is there an ad- additional payment once I do the job? You get 50 gold on delivery. Oh, well, okay. Well, send them my regards, and I'll walk out next. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you. She goes back to her desk and picks up the, or, and it puts the, the stone back on her desk in like a position that obviously is like easy to grab. All right, let's just leave this town. I don't even want to stop at the tower. Oh, y'all are all... <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> here anymore either, Gath. I'm with you. I can't believe this. You're talking about an imbalance. That's an imbalance in there. Hey, well, I mean... It I... ain't right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> imbalance in the head. I found some other people that could use some help, and there, there's a, somebody that needs lumber taken to a furnishing shop on the south side of town. I mean, we have a wagon. I don't know how much lumber it is, but maybe that would be an easy job. 150 gold. We could split some of it. You would think a delivery to the next town north would also be an easy job, but clearly it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's worth checking out. I need gold. (laughs) I mean, I've I've still got a good amount of gold. I just want to help these people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think these people really want help. (laughs) That That was one person. Okay, you cannot judge everybody. And I'm going to like perk up <laughs> as oh a newly. I'll uh, I'll pat Astra on the shoulder and say, "Oh, now you you can't help everyone." No, but I can try, and I'm going to hand or I guess I don't know. I'm gonna try to find this lumber yard. Oh, you actually are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I I want to try, and then if if it doesn't pan out, we can leave. So you're telling me, after everything we just went through, it over there. That you want to keep helping people? I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I haven't lost humanity in all people. I will go with you, but I will not look for a dog. I will not lift the log. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song right there. I see. <laughs> I was trying to keep it going, but I was like, oh. Well, uh, you know, as long as it doesn't take up too much of our time, I, I think, I guess we could, we could use the wagon. You know, we got it, so... Maybe we'll see a dog along the way. Uh, yes, time is of the essence, I would think, but we could spend a few hours helping if you insist. I'm in. I think it would just be nice to help, even if it's just something small while we're passing through. I don't mind carrying a couple logs. Thanks, Fergal. I can carry more logs than you. I bet I can carry more than you. I can carry more than you. I can carry more than you. You can't even carry two logs. I bet I can carry three logs. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I can carry more than the both of you. I'm going to look at Philomir like. Ah, 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 good one, Philly. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a joke. Well, where where is this lumber yard at? It says it's need some lumber hauled down from the Rico lumber yard. Is there like a uh, <laughs> you are here map There's next not. to this community board? Uh, you, I guess we'll need to talk to some local citizens and figure out where old Rico's lumber yard is. Okay. Are there any local citizens yeah, standing by? It's midday and it's the town square. So yeah, we'll say there's there's a woman carrying a basket of fruits across the town square right now. Okay. I will approach her. All right. Um, excuse me. Uh, do, do you know where Rico's lumber yard is? Oh, uh, yeah. If you go over here to the east road and uh, head east for about uh, 20 minutes or so, uh, you'll find him. It's a big old lumber yard and lots of trees cut down all around it. Okay, thank you for your help. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Okay, and I'll trot back over to the group. The lumber yard is this way. I'll point down the east road. 
Mm, well, I'll climb into, I guess, the coach? Or what do you call that? That's the front seat of our wagon? <laughs> what, is the, what is the driver's seat of a wagon? Uh, the, the cockpit? The cab. <laughs> I don't know. It is now the, the cockpit. All right, so I'm going to hop up in the cockpit. So, all right, everybody, load in. <laughs> Start flipping switches. And I don't know what they do. There's some four words merchandise. It's just a diagram of a wagon and all of its parts. And then the driver's seat is just the cockpit. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, heading towards the east road. Yeah. The road to the lumber yard is trodden. It's packed hard dirt from constant use, so the ride is smooth for the wagon wheels. As you make your way through this forest, you come to a bend in the road. You see three human men running your way out of breath. One adult man, about 40, and two younger adults, probably a little over 20. The older man looks to y'all as you're riding close and says, Oh, thank the guardians. Someone's here. <sighs> Who are you? We are just travelers going to try and lend a helping hand to the lumber yard. Oh, I'm I'm Rico. I so you're here to to haul the lumber for me. Correct. And it looks like you're fighters. Well, we can hold our own. What's going on? I, I'll pop my like head out of the, uh, I guess the front of the wagon, like into the cockpit, <laughs> and say, "I could fight." Oh, something's something's attacking our lumber yard. These like toad-like things. They're multicolored. I don't know. Uh. Okay. Well. Uh. So what shall we do about this? Would you would you need a ride into town to tell the guards, or I mean, if you want, if you can't handle it, then yeah, I'll, we'll talk to the guards. How many of these creatures are there? I only saw two. How big are they? Uh, about my size, so normal size. Are they bullywugs? I don't know what a bullywug is, ma'am. Bullywugs are smaller, weren't they? If they're about Slightly, your yeah. size, okay. yeah, bullywugs are like small, like Dorth. Uh, were they armed in any way? Um, yeah, one of them had an axe. Hmm. Uh, does this ring any bells, apart from bullywug toads? <laughs> uh, give me a nature check. Uh, critical miss. Yeah, nothing rings a bell for you on this one. Uh, it sounds like bullywugs to me. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we can befriend them. I still have my ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we were coming to help anyways. I'm, I'm sure that we can check it out, right, guys? Uh, I'll tell you this. If you can handle it, I'll pay you triple for the lumber haul. Okay. Do you, do you want to ride back to the lumber yard with us, or...? I mean, I don't really want to go fight them, no. Okay, so once we defeat them, how do we do this wood thing? You haul them to the furniture store. Okay, but I'm just because just you won't be there, I want to make sure that we get the right stuff is all. Oh, I mean, I'll come back if you defeat these toad-like things. Uh, okay, I was just trying to save us some trips. But yeah, we'll come back for you later then. I mean, I don't know if you want to take your wagon with you and the horses. Yeah, right? Uh, how, how far have we been traveling? Uh, we'll say you've gone like 15 of the 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, can we see Can we see the lumber yard from here? Uh, no, it's still pretty heavy forest. Uh, you can assume that there's like a deforested area that's in the center of the forest. Uh, well, well, we'll ride it a little closer and we'll dismount whenever we start to feel unsafe. Okay. Well, I'll I'll head back into town with my boys here. And um, I get, there's a pallet of wood. It's like this pretty green wood. So I guess if you don't want to come pick me up to show you where it is, then you can... Just get it and head back to town. Sure, sure. It's a lot of wood, though. I don't know if it's going to fit in that wagon of yours. Hmm. Well, we'll do our best, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah! Good luck. Don't die. (laughs) I cannot believe you guys agreed to this, and he's just going to cross his arms. Oh, it sounds fun. We'll get to smash something. These people need our help, Doris. I bet I can beat more of them than you can. No, you can't. I'm going to shoot every one of them. You can't even shoot one of them. You probably accidentally hit Finch in the back. 
Uh-uh. Oh, better shot than that. Do you see what you've done, Astra? <laughs> this is going to be the whole ride. Just some fun sibling rivalry, right? I can murder better than you can murder. <laughs> oh, oh, good fun. And I like, yeah, I'm one of the horses. <laughs> As you approach the exit of this path into a more wider clearing, you look across and you see that there's just a bunch of stumps all throughout this kind of divot and valley. And in the center of this valley of deforested land is a large wooden building made like log cabin but it's like multi-storied and you see like slides coming down from the top and things like that it looks like a lumber yard with pulleys and ropes all kind of leading to the top level so that things can be handled up there and then go down the chutes it looks like a pretty elaborate operation here from this distance in the clearing i guess give me perception checks to see if you see anything Dorth is not looking. <laughs> 14. 22. Crit miss. 16. My pigeon's going. What did you say yours was, Astra? Cataracts coming in. <laughs> 14. So everyone but Dorth and Felomir, you notice that there are these medium-sized humanoid creatures kind of arguing with each other near the lumber mill. There's a green one, a blue one, and a red one, and they're, they are very toad-like. The red one is holding an axe, and they seem very aggressive, hostile, like, talking to each other. And you can hear from the distance pretty far away. It appears that they're speaking a language that probably none of you know. If you want to tell me your languages. Common, deep, high, sylvan, thieves. Common, elvish, gnomish, orcish, infernal. It's common and gnomish, but I have comprehend language. But I didn't. I'm checked out. <laughs> uh, I think it's just common and orcish. Common and undercommon. So none of you know what these creatures are saying to each other. They haven't noticed you approach. Uh, and they are, we'll say they are about 150 feet away. What do they look like compared to the bullywogs? Well, they're definitely double the size of a bullywog. It seems like they have like really hard lumps all over their backs and arms almost stone-like, and they are, there's a, I mean, they look like toads, really, just really big toads, humanoid walking type. I mean, I guess we'll just keep riding up. Maybe I'm not going to just start off with hostility, right? We're not going to just go in guns blazing. They're just some toads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what what did the guy say specifically? They attacked the lumber mill. Yeah. It didn't sound like anyone had been hurt yet. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it sounds seems like, like they, they ran fled. away. Yeah, they fled. They mm-hmm. ran away. For sure. They ran because they were scared. All right, guys, what, what are those? What, what is what? And I'll look. Shh, those. And I'll point to the toad things. Um, I mean, if anybody wants to give me another nature check, I'll allow it. But Felomir, because you had a crit miss on the first one, I'm going to say you have disadvantage on this one. Now that I'm See looking. What I guess why not? That is an eight. Two. N- n- 19. <laughs> 17. 14. They're not native to Asus, so I'm going to say they're a little strange. You said yours was 19, Dorth. We'll say that you uh, caught it. Like, maybe you were, whenever y'all are in the school of planar learning and your downtime and, like, short rest every once in a while, you maybe picked up a book and you were just kind of sitting around doing nothing with it, really. Just basically resting. And in one of those books, you read about something from the realm of Dwarla that the School of Planar Learning Learning had documented in one of their books. These appear to be something called slots? You're not really sure how to pronounce them. Okay. okay. Oh, interesting. 
What? These guys aren't from here. I mean, here, like... Like from, this, from Joan? No, from this plane of existence. They're not from here. I've wait, seen wait. these before. You mean they're like the um, uh, the, the bird things that we saw? Yeah, bird things? And Mithron. A little different. Somewhere else. Dwarla? We're getting close to you. I'll just, like, shout out to them, like, hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> so as you shout out to them and say hello, friends, uh, the all three of them turn to y'all immediately uh, with this 150-foot range. That, we, that we obviously <laughs> knew about. We <laughs> come in search of lumber. They look up. All of us are just smiling at them. <laughs> hello. And they start yelling at each other, and then the green one points at y'all, and the blue one and red one start charging angrily at you. Give me initiatives. <laughs> oh, come on. Up first is Finch. So I assume there's not enough room on this road to whip a Yui with my horse and buggy. Well, you just exited the went into the clearing, mm -hmm. so you could do a Yui if you wanted. Alright, well there's two things I'm going to try and do here. Alright. One, I would like to my action, I, I want to throw a spike growth since they're charging at us. Okay. Where do you want to put the spike growth? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put it wherever they are, really, so that they have to run through it with, you know, preferably a 5 to 10 foot extension coming towards us, so there's more of them running through it. Alright, so you've put the spike growth uh, with the red and blue one in it, and then most of their movement has to go forward to get to you through it, whereas the green one's not in it. Then my thought process is to whip a U just so the horses aren't facing these people. Since that got brought up, I don't want our horses to so die. So is spike growth priority over this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What? Say that again, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, even if I could just deviate them to the left a little bit or something, I guess. I don't know. If, if a U-turn, a full Yui is too much to execute. <laughs> I'm just picturing the scenario where Dorothy is trying to have nothing to do with this, and then you just pop the whole thing behind. Now they're running <laughs> directly. you facing all of them. <laughs> I'm going to go with to get through this situation. Moving them is your movement. But they move at their speed, not your speed. We'll say it's 50 feet. If you're just trying to turn them around, you can do that. Yes. Doing that. And I'll yell to my, to my friends, I, I'm going to try and protect the horses and turn us turn us around. Okay. I do want a handle animal check, though. Okay. Since it was probably a skirt. Yeah, does the, the thing have an oh shit handle? Like, no, and everyone's know. about to fall like, out. That's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because it was an eight, yeah, give me a simple dexterity save, everyone. Asher, I'm going to need it with disadvantage because you're in shotgun and you don't have the wagon to hold on to. 17. 20. 9. 4. 20. All right. Felomir has issue. Felomir, <laughs> uh. you fall prone in the wagon. Just, uh. just takes a pack of movement to get up. Yeah. <laughs> Finch, is there anything else you want to do? I'll put Hunter's Mark on Red Fella. 20 times 5. 100. Out of range. All right. You could have done it before you turned the wagon around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, guys. <laughs> My turn's over. Someone else go. <laughs> All right. After Finch is the blue slot. Finch, we forgot to do damage on your spike growth, so go ahead and roll me 2d4. 2d4 for both the red and the blue slot. Seven. Four. All right. And on the blue slot's turn, it exits the spike growth and runs around, dashing. 
and making it to the other side because it was on the edge and the first square it moved to was no longer spike growth. I'm going to say it doesn't get damaged. And then it makes it to 50 feet away from the wagon before it runs out of movement. And that is its turn. After the blue slot, we are on to Keth. All right, so I'm going to bonus action rage, and then I'm just going to run towards the blue slot that's coming towards us. And as I'm running up to him, I'm not going to be able to reach him to hit him. So uh, as I realize this, I'm going to hold up my fist and use my ring of fireball. So you've moved 20 feet. You point your fireball ring at the blue slot. I want to try to put it, point it in between the green and red. Actually, yeah. If you get it between the two of them, you can hit both of them. So sure. Uh, Let me give them a dexterity save. And what's the spell DC? 12. Uh, That'll be the red and it passes. And the green passes as well. So they both save for half damage. 36 uh, is the total. Okay, so 18 to both. The fireball shoots from your ring and lands in between the green and red one. They do take a little dive away from the explosion and it reduces the damage that they take. And after Keth, we are on to Doroth. Okay, so now that Finch has swung the carriage around and I'm way closer to this conflict than I had planned on being. Oh, fine. And I'm going to jump out of the carriage, basically just where I am. I'm going to pull out the wand and use a vicious mockery and point it at him. All right. Keep your hands off my sisters and brothers. I bet you're ugly as your horrors and mother. (laughs) So your point is the blue one? Yes. He's only one of them. Wisdom save? Yes. And the wisdom save is a eight. He fails. Oh, really? Good to know. Well, (laughs) he fails and takes two before damage. He's going to take five, and he has disadvantage on his next attack roll. You can see that you have indeed done some sort of psychic damage to him. He seems wounded by it. He closes his eyes. He squints. He turns his head, but then he shakes it off and uh, continues his run towards the conflict. And after the after Dorth, we're on to the green slot. The green slot takes his hand and yells out a pretty gurgly sound and incantation and throws his hand towards you as a fireball launches in an arc across the place at all of you including the wagon and the horses no everybody give me dexterity saves (laughs) that is a crit miss ooh not a 19. Oh, actually, Keth, you're not in it. God damn it. Yeah, you're I want to be in it, Dave. <laughs> you're not I'm in it. I'm never going to use this. <laughs> you're actually not in it, Keth, because you ran forward. My shield master gives me plus two to deck saves, and if I save, I take no damage, so I would have taken no damage from this. <laughs> Real excited. <laughs> I mean, you still take no damage. You're not in yeah. it. <laughs> but I was more excited about using my feature. He wanted to be <laughs> do the Dragon Ball Z like the dust clears and only <laughs> standing there. <laughs> 17. Uh, critical miss. 24. So, Felomir and Astra fail. Doroth and Finch succeed. The horses. One succeeds, one fails. And Kurgle succeeds. 26 damage total. So, it'll be half to Doroth and Finch. So, 13 to each of you. Uh, I will also be taking half because this is fire damage. Nice. Resistance to fire. Kurgle succeeded, so she takes 13. Uh, Horse one. 
takes 13. And horse two takes 26. The second horse dies. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There goes our deposit. Uh, Damn it. It's okay. I'll get this money for us. (laughs) The first horse is severely wounded, and the wagon is damaged. Does anybody know the HP of a wagon? I'm so disappointed by everything that's going on right now. <laughs> I can't even think about it's this. It's so funny. Like, I was really just thought, like, I was like, okay, we're just, we're just going to, like, ride up here. We're going to get some wood, and we're going to ride it back. Like, <laughs> As soon as what happened the first time in the Jewelry Shore, I was like, all of these are going to be some bit, shit. Like, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure however much we HP killed it a has. Horse, it killed the yeah. wagon. <laughs> however much HP it has, it doesn't have enough HP now to support us, I don't think. We got hit by a fireball. 5d10 HP, according to the DMG. We'll go with it. Let's see if Reddit fails us, and I'll research it later. 22. It's dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> you mean it didn't succeed its dex throw? It didn't succeed its dex throw. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so your wagon falls apart with three of what? you. What? Um, immediately? <laughs> it explodes. I don't have time to... Do gust of wind? No. It, it hit you. It, it already hit. You're in the fireball with the wagon. <laughs> so the wagon gets destroyed. The wheels and spokes just kind of fall off into the area as the explosion pretty much obliterates everything in this wagon horse carriage situation. Cool. After the green slot, we move on to Kurgle, who pulls her flintlock all ashy and charred from the uh, from the fireball. She gets up from the ground and points her flintlock at the blue slot and takes a shot. Mm. <laughs> her ammunition <laughs> causes the barrel to explode in her hand. For an eight, and the bullet just flies off into the distance and the echo of the gunshot scares the slots a little bit. You can see them actually kind of huh, as it happens, but shot is a fail and she will also pull her cutlass and run forward to partner up with Kef. And after Kurgle, we are onto the red slot who moves out of the spike growth. And you said it was difficult terrain, right? So it's half movement. Damage? Yes. So two squares of damage on the spike growth. It's going to be 4d4. Wow. Ooh, that's a good one. 11 damage total. And then it's dashes to try and catch up to the blue slot, and it has no more actions on its turn, so we will move on to Elamir. Alright, I will uh, stand up out of the debris of this destroyed wagon and uh, just move about 10 feet forward. Alright, what's your next uh, action there? What crazy warlock spell? The craziest one of all. I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I will fire two Eldritch Blasts at the blue slot. Alright. For a 15 and a 16. I have not rolled higher than a fucking five at all. Yeah, you've been doing real bad. <laughs> you said 15 and a 16? Correct. Uh, those are both misses. I'm so disoriented from falling and being blown up that I just wildly fire off to Aldrich Blast and fucking miss. Everything. All right. Uh, and after Felomir makes that move and fires his Eldritch Blast into the air, uh, we are going to go on to Astra. Um, Astra is going to hurl a fireball at the blue and red slot, and using Quicken Spell, she's going to fire a second one at the green slot. All right, and this is going to be uh, the level three fireball, or are you doing higher? I'll do level four for the first one, 
I'll do a level three for the second one. All right. And so you'll lose seven HP and life force there. And then I'll give them all dexterity saves. And what's the spell, DC? That is a 15. All right. I got a 10 for the red, a four for the blue, and the green got a 17. Let's roll that damage. 43 for the first one. 43 for the first one, the blue and red, which both failed. 35 for the second one. So as the fireballs extinguish and they come out of the flames, they they definitely look wounded, but they are not nearly as hurt as you were expecting them to be. Mm, I fucking hate you. Wild magic? Uh, yeah, so because you used your sorceress origin or your meta magic, you get to roll for wild magic. Oh, Ooh, magic. Wild magic. Wild magic. See that fireball on yourself. 15. For the next minute, you regain five hit points at the start of each of your turns. Nice. Hey. Cool. What does this look like? What does this wild magic look like? I would just say I have like a shimmery aura around me that's red. Okay. And every every six seconds it brightens and it goes just down. Just kind of like pulsates and then <laughs> absorbs into my skin and then it kind of bounces up again and then just absorbs back. Warm. Yes. <laughs> that is the noise it makes. After Astro, we are on to the horses which is one horse. We'll say it takes a strength save to remove itself from the debris, and it is a success, and it starts running into the woods. Well, that's good. I was going to free it if it didn't get free itself and just tell it to run. <laughs> so one horse runs away. The other one's dead. After the horses are at the top of the order with Finch. All right. I will step to the side of our dead horse and charred wagon and take aim and throw Hunter's Mark on the blue slod. All right. Oh, and am I in between that 15 to 75 foot range that my bow is really good at? You oh, are. the bow. You are. And so that's plus two <laughs> to the uh, attack roll. Plus four to the attack, plus two to damage per arrow. Blue guy, here I come. 32 and a 29. Both of those hit. The first one is 16. All right, now roll again for the second damage. The second one's 19, dude. You you kind of compensated from the target practice that you had in the store whenever you bought the bow. You didn't aim so high up because you knew that it was going to shoot off. And as soon as it reaches that limit, that first threshold, you just see the arrows fly at that, like, triple the speed and go right into the body of this blue slot. You have the second arrow notched as it hits that threshold, and you just send it right after it in the perfect line, and they hit right next to the heart of this blue slot but don't go in deep enough because of this like stony skin they have. And he is angry at those two shots. But we will move on to the blue slot. As y'all are looking at him at the start of his turn, you see him kind of, like his muscles kind of expand a little bit and they seem to like tighten as he finds some new energy in this fight. And then he runs at Kurgle and uses his multi-attack. Oh, let's hope he takes that big disadvantage. So then his bite attack against Kurgle will have disadvantage, bringing it to a 16 and hits Kurgle. And then his two claw attacks both hit as well. Oh my God. Yeah, they do a shit ton of damage. <laughs> I have I'm sorry, y'all. Thinking over here in my head, like, <laughs> what's gonna happen at the end of this? 
well, we're going to use our, well, uh, we're not going to get any gold because we don't have a wagon to deliver the wood. <laughs> we're also going to have to walk the 20 miles. Yeah, we're going to lose the deposit. <laughs> net loss, I'd say, yeah. already. Net loss. We have to get some new horses and a carry right. So the blue slot runs up to Kurgle with his claw, knocks her, like parries her cutlass to the side and then rips his claws into like her rib cage underneath bites onto her right shoulder on her opposite shoulder of that claw attack and then takes his claws and grabs her by the thigh. He lifts her up into the air and just throws her 10 feet back. She is prone, alive, but not doing well at all. Gargle! After the blue slot, we are on to Keth. All right, so I'm going to uh, run at the blue slot. Uh, use my bonus action to uh, shield bash and try to knock him down on the ground. All right, this is a athletics versus athletics. Mm-hmm. And I am rage, so I got a 24. 15. So the shove does nothing. All right. Uh, and then I'll just start wailing on him. Okay. With the hammer. With the hammer. It's going to be a 21 and a 27. Both hit. 28 in total. You take your hammer and you just hit him twice across this like abdomen area, and he definitely takes those hit those hits pretty rough. It seems that the arrows and these hammer hits are really pissing him off, but he is still looking all right. He's definitely wounded. He's stuttered, I guess you could say, but he's not down at all. After Keth, we're on to Doris. All right. So immediately after, I see Kurgle just mangled body thrown relatively close to in front of me. I guess that will snap Dorothy into, okay, this is this is serious. And he's going to move up to right next to Kurgle's body and just kind of get low to the ground, like kind of kneel like, with his palms to the ground as well and use a mass cure wounds. Mass cure wounds. Yeah. All right. So wave of healing uh, energy washes out from point of good choice within range is 60 feet. I'm just going to say it's from me. Okay. And uh, you choose up to six creatures in a 30-foot radius sphere. Centered on that point, each target regains hit points equal to 3d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. All right. That's going to cure everyone. Is everyone within range? Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. You said 60-foot radius, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So I will choose my, my friends, and <laughs> we will do that. 14. All right. Everybody gets 14 HP, including Kurgle. Dorith massively makes things better. Hmm, I'm making things the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> and after Dorith, we are onto the green slot. There's another fireball. <laughs> Only gets one per day. Disappears from your sight. I won't do anything else with him on this turn, but you. I'm gonna actually give me perception checks, all of you, with disadvantage. Six. I'm too focused on the slot. Sixteen. Nine. Uh, Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. I what? A, my perception is twelve. Uh, Finch, you see some like grass movements over here to the left side of where the green slot was. Well, your right side. So you can assume that maybe he's running in that general area. After the green slot, we are onto Kurgle, who stands up and charges at the blue slot. Hey, Kev, remember that time at that butcher shop? Yeah, take him out like that one. Yeah. Wait, what happened at the butcher shop? <laughs> they know, <laughs> they they know. So Kurgle goes to sweep his feet from under him. 14, all right, the slot goes prone. And that's our turn. After Kurgle, we are on to 
the red slot that comes up and flanks you, Cap. Well, no, he's prone, so he's I was not. Gonna, not yeah, that that so, not flanking, but did you recklessly attack? I did not. Okay, cool. The red slide attacks with multi-attack. The bite comes in for a 16. It's a miss. The claw is a 27. The other claw is a 21. So, mm. two hits. Yep, two hits. I'm going to need a constitution saving throw from you as well on this. <sighs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a uh, 14. Oh. Yep. All right. So you have been hit for 16 piercing damage. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Both you and Kurgle. Yeah. <laughs> so after those hits, we move on to Thelamir. Um, I am going to move to my right. Uh, and I will cast Telekinesis on the red slot. All right. Uh, so he will make a strength check contested by my ability check. 20. 24. All right. So he fails. Uh, if I win the contest, I can move the creature up to 30 feet in any direction, including upward, but not beyond the range of this spell, uh, which is 60 feet. Uh, so I'm going to move him 30 feet straight up in the air. <laughs> we learned how much that can hurt recently. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you see the red slot um, fly 30 feet up in the air. Oh God, he can fly! <laughs> oh no! Do I shoot at it? Shoot him! Here <laughs> we on to Astra. Astra, you see the red slot now flying. Astra, give me an arcane check. 24. So you recognize that this is not how someone typically flies if they know how to fly because he's flailing about not comfortable in the air. Yeah. Uh, and you look at Felomir who's got his hands focused <laughs> and pointed at him like he's about to cast something, but maybe he's already casted something. Okay. And I get five points of, is it temporary HP? No, it's full, like it's, you're it is, healed for five oh, HP. Cool. At the start of your turn. Okay, um, I would like to cast a level four guiding bolt. Okay. At the red floating slot. Okay. Man, he is restrained as well. So I believe you have, don't you get advantage for that? Yeah. Yeah. So you have advantage on this. Uh, 16 plus. That's a hit. Okay. Um, 76. I love this. Like he just got thrown up in the air and all the, all the range people are just lighting him <laughs> up. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm about to lay into this dude. 18 damage. Okay. Um, I would also like to cast my spiritual weapon on it. Okay. Uh, does it attack that turn? Yes. And you're putting it in the air with it? Yes. Do I also get advantage on that? Uh, yeah. All attacks made against it are with advantage. I got a two and a three. <laughs> so that's a, a nine. Nine is a miss. Okay. Well, it's there. All right. And after Astro, we are back at the top of the order with Finch. So I saw that... Uh, green slot go uh, invisible and some grass move mm -hmm. with my sweet perception uh, I'm going to use uh, my last spike growth to center on that area. Does the first one go away when you do that? Spike growth is a concentration spell so it would have to. Fine by me. We will move on to the blue one. As he stands up you see his muscles tighten up a little bit more as and you see some of the scarring and wounds that he's gotten from the battle heal over appears that he is regenerating and as he stands up he turns to Kurgle and attacks. I'm going to have to cut in. I'm going to use cutting words. 
I see him going to attack, and that's what I'm going to do it. Okay. So I don't know what he's about to do or anything. I just see him get up and turn, and I'm like, no. Okay, <laughs> I was going to do bite, claw, claw. So uh, we'll say the bite and roll your D8. I'm still thinking about your ugly mother. That's going to be a, a minus two. Minus two. The blue slug bites onto Kurgle's shoulder, other shoulder. The claw, though, she uh, knocks to the side with her cutlass and parries it easily as the blue slot appears to be weakened. And then the other claw, she also deflects. Cool. So just the bite for only nine damage. Kurgle is still alive. She's pissed. Come on, Kurt, help me. I told you like the butcher shop. You said you remembered. <laughs> this isn't how we did it at all. <laughs> you gotta keep him down. And uh, it's my turn, right? Yeah, it's now your turn. I will uh, use my chilled bash to try to knock him back down. All right. 21. 22. Damn. All right, now I'm going to attack recklessly. <laughs> 18 and 21. Both hit. 22 points of damage. All right. That's the blue slide. And I'm just going to, like, wail on the back of his head with my hammer. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, he's just taking these hits, like, around where, like, all of his stone back, like, stone gems are on his back everywhere. And you're just shattering some of those stones and breaking them. But he is still standing. He definitely is looking pretty weak now. Uh, you're getting, you're weakening him down. But he is up. And after Keth, we are on to Doris. All right. Seeing Keth just kind of lose his mind here. Doroth is just going to take out his wand again. Just shoots his mental strife ray at the blue slot. Okay. 13. 13 on the attack is a miss. He just uh, kind of dodges as he sees this magical ray come right at his head, and it just goes over his shoulder. Damn it. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn, Doroth? Any movement? No. All right. And after Doroth, we're onto the green slot, who is currently invisible. And then as it starts to move, it reappears. Ah, fuck! <laughs> and Finch's spike growth. And it kind of just, it takes one square of damage and then just stands still angry that it's stuck in these spikes. Go ahead and give me some damage on that movement. Five damage. It just looks confused and angry down at the ground as it's stuck in, these, in the spike area and it just doesn't want to move at all. So it's just contemplating what to do on its turn. After the green slot, we are on to Kurgle, who uses her cutlass to take some attacks on this blue slot. One hits, the other clinks off of its stone arm and does nine slashing damage. So after Kurgle, we are on to the red slot. And as it's being restrained by your telekinesis, you see it some of its scarring and everything heal over. Does it try to break the restraint? It's restrained until the end of my next turn. All right. So we are going to move on to Felomir. I will use my action to repeat the contest okay. to attempt to keep it restrained for another round. All right. And I got an 11. I also got an 11. So Defender wins, which is him. Technically. Uh, so the restraint releases <laughs> and he falls. Yes. <laughs> what? Damn, he was 30 feet in the air fighting a disembodied sword. <laughs> what a day. Uh, so there'll be 3d6 of falling damage. Do you want to roll or you want me? Uh, sounds like you already rolled, so we'll just go with that. Okay. It was 12 bludgeoning falling damage to the red slot. I'll say it's prone because it fell. That makes sense to me. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn then? 
No, that will be the end of my turn. After Felomir, we are on to Astra. How bad off does the red guy look? Pretty bad. Uh, both the red and blue. Red looks worse than the blue. Yeah. Guiding Bolt. The red guy. All right. He is prone, so it will be with disadvantage. Yeah, it's a ranged attack that's prone, so it will be disadvantage on him. I have disadvantage? Because he's prone. It's harder to hit someone laying on the ground. Yeah. Um, That's going to be a 12. 12 is a miss. So the guiding bolt shoots over him as he's prone on the ground. So after Astro, we're back at the top of the order with Finch. So is he visible now? He is in the middle of your spike growth. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try and sharpshoot green green guy over here. All right, because he's coming. All right. It's 27. <laughs> 27 is a hit. All right. I'm just gonna go ahead and roll the second one just so we know. And, and if that's what you want to do. Keep sharpshooting this guy. Yeah. 16 on that other one. Fender wins. 24. All right, the arrow flies true, speeds up at that 15-foot threshold and hits it square in the chest. Doesn't kill, uh, but it is a significant amount of damage. And after Finch, we are onto the blue slot. Some regeneration happens again. The blue slot attacks. Attacks Kurgle. Man with a mission. I'm going to use one more cutting words. <laughs> it's my last one. All right, on the first attack or second or third? The first. All right. Fuck your mother! Are you glad you did it because it was a crit? <laughs> nice. Minus four. Uh, it's still going to be a hit. Damn it! Does that negate the crit? It negates the crit, but... Yeah, see, that's good. Uh, yeah, crit definitely would have killed her, dude. I think this is going to kill her still. I got another crit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did everything. I, I pulled out all everything I had. Kurgle falls unconscious. No. No. Gargle! Oh, that's bad. She falls unconscious with one fail and death saves already. The red slot stands up and flanks Kath. It's going to be a 25. Yep. 22. Yep. And a 19. Nope. All right. For 16 piercing damage. Well, I am raged, so I will take eight. All right. So he claws and bites at your back as you're focused on the blue one trying to save your sister. And then also regenerates back to Felomir. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to uh, restrain the red slot again. All right. For a 16. I got an 18. I'm sorry, 14 for me, but 18 succeeds. And he's going 30 feet back up. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on your turn, Felomir? Uh, no. That'll be it. All right. So Astrid is your turn. Okay. I cast Healing Word at Kurgle. All right. And how much will you be healing for? Uh, 3d4 plus 7 for 12. 12 healing. All right. That's pretty solid. Anything else on your turn? No. All right. The end of Astrid's turn. We go back to the top of the order with Finch. I see some commotion going on behind me. Red guy's in the air. Blue guy's still messing with everybody. So I, I think I'm going to try and see if I can... Just put this blue guy down. All right. So give me the attacks. All right. Uh, Are you using sharpshooter for both of these? Let's put it on this first one and see what happens. All right. Oh, wait. Did I even need to roll twice? Because it's not a 27. All right. 27 is a hit. You want to roll damage first to see if he drops? Yeah. That's 37 damage, Dave. That was one shot. Yes, that was the first shot. All right. This arrow flies true and right through his skull. The uh, threshold of this wind just explodes out the backside of his head, destroying him. Uh, and he falls limp to the ground. Uh, Keth, give me a perception check. Crit miss. 
<laughs> all right. The uh, blood of this slod just goes all over you and bathes you in the showering blood of your enemies, and you are loving it. <laughs> uh, and after that attack, Finch, uh, where are you focusing your next arrow? My Hunter's Mark can move without taking up this shot, right? Correct. Like, okay, so let's go ahead and move it to restrained red man in the air. All right. 22. 22 is a hit. 24 damage. You kill him. Another perfect arrow right through the head of this uh, slot, and he falls limp in the telekinetic grip of uh, a Felomir. <laughs> Felomir, as you're looking at this red slot, and Finch, also while you're looking at the red slot, go ahead and give me uh, perception checks. Nine. 14. All right, Finch, after you make those shots, is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Any movement? No, I guess I can move 100 Colossus to the only bad guy left. Uh, mm -hmm. And then that'll be good enough for me. All right. And after Finch, we on to the blue one who is dead. Keh, it is your turn. All right. So the green one is still in the spike growth. Yes. All right. I will, uh, I'll just dash forward 80 feet. I'm moving all the way to him through the spike growth. Three squares. So it'll be six D4 piercing. Is it magical piercing oh, or just it piercing? Is. It's a spell. Yeah. Any spell that does damage like that is also magical. Yeah, I didn't think that, that part through. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was, oh, I've got resistance to piercing. I was like, man. That's 15 damage. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Step it on Legos over here. <laughs> All right, so after Kef, you're on to Dorothy. Uh, Dorothy is pretty far away. Roughly 100 feet. I don't know that Dorothy is really going to try to get closer, but I am going to look around and uh, take a, just inventory of my friends. Who looks the most in need of a hug. <laughs> who, who, I would guess Kurgle. Yeah. I would guess either Kurgle or Keth. Keth's the one, you know. All right, I'm going to uh, move up to Kurgle, to her, her body, and I'm going to cast Oh, hey, little man. Just, just, just be, be quiet. Uh, I'm really hurt here. Hey, quiet. I'm working on it. <laughs> and I'm going to cast a uh, level three cure wounds. Oh, you can heal, huh? Kurgle. Shut up! <laughs> Dorothy makes things better. 17 healing. Oh, thanks, old man. I feel so much better. And she starts kind of picking herself up. No no, no problem. You, you did good out there. Oh, thanks. Hey, that really hurt. M maybe you should s stay here for now. You you keep dying. No, I got this. You don't. And then after yep. Dorothy rounds the green slot. <laughs> yep. The green slot attacks you, Keth, with its staff. So that's going to be a 9, and then a 12, and then a 21. 21 hits. 21 hits with the staff. It's in bludgeoning damage, not magical. Cool, I'll take 5. After the slot, it doesn't want to move around in the spike growth. Uh, we move on to Gurgle, who starts running across the field. <laughs> of course. <laughs> she doesn't go into the spike growth. <laughs> so she runs after you, Keth, to try and help. Come on, brother, I've got this. I'll help you. And you see her reloading your flintlock. No! <laughs> <laughs> and after Kirkle, we are on to the red slot, which is dead. Felomir. I will move forward 25 feet. And um, I am out of range for my telekinesis currently. So I will do two Eldritch Blasts instead at the green slot. All right. 22 for the first one. And a 16 for the second. All right. Uh, the 16 misses, the 22 hits. 
for 10 points of force damage. The Eldritch Blast flies true, hitting the green slot. Keth, you feel like kind of a rush of force damage come like right underneath your right arm. It hits the green slot and makes it take a step back. You've got help, it seems. So after Felomir, we're on to Astra. Out of anger, Astra casts Flight on herself. All right. And she will use her action to... Cast Fly? To cast Fly and zoom over 60 feet. Do I have a direct shot to the dude? Yeah, I'll say you... Because you put yourself in the air, you gave you got rid of the cover situation. Okay. Um, if I did a chromatic orb, which is... Is this with a quicken spell? Yes. Do you have enough sorcery so points? Four inch diameter. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll do a level four quicken spell of lightning. All right. No, cold. All right. Because the fire didn't seem to hurt it, so I'm assuming maybe the opposite will do damage, more damage. Amphibians are cold blooded, so you can freeze them maybe. Maybe. That is a 17. 17 is a I use, hit. Is it a hit? It's a hit. Okay. And that is 68. It's a lot of D8. That's a lot of D8. <laughs> <laughs> 11 plus 14 is 25 damage. All right. The cold, frosty feeling of this chromatic orb seems to uh, engulf him, but then it just absorbs into his skin as if it didn't do as much damage as you were expecting. <gasps> Fucking kill you. <laughs> Why is it my fault? I I, I thought we were trying to kill the slog. (laughs) (laughs) But I will need a wild magic roll for the use of these sorcery points. Wild magic! Wild magic! And I healed for five points. And you healed for five HP. 93. Your size increases by one size category for the next (laughs) minute. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Ant-Man, let's go. So you are now a large-sized Astra flying through the air. After Astra, we are back at the top of the order with Finch. Okay, well, you know, I don't even need to step to the side because I'm such a good sharpshooter. Yes, so I'm you just, are. I'm just going to, like, weave this arrow in between, like, the arms and, like, axes of everybody to right. hit this green guy again. You using sharpshooter? I am. 23, Dave. 23 is a hit. Mm. 32 damage, Dave. All right, and that's just the first arrow? <clears throat> that's just the first Jesus one, yeah. Christ. Uh-huh. Are they right. still shooting? Uh, yeah, I guess there's another one coming, huh? There is. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the arrow flies true, hits the hits the slot, but doesn't kill him. It's 11. The arrow flies just over Kath's head, and you feel this really huge rush of wind over your head, Kath, as you f- see the arrow fly far into the distance and impale a tree. After those shots, Vince, is there anything you want to do? No, I'm good. Uh, after Vince, we're on to the blue slot, which is dead. Kath, your turn. All right. Well, I'm going to attack him recklessly. All right. Give me those attacks. Uh, that was a one and a two, so the first one's 11. All right. And the second one is a 23. 23 is a hit. Uh, 13 points of damage. All right. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to use my shield master to shove him 10 feet. Ooh, nice. Yes. Ah, there we go. Making a use of that spike growth. That's an 11. 15. Uh, so he resists the shove and just shoves back and y'all just tussling. Um, after Keth, we are on to Doroth. I'm going to move 25 feet towards my friends and that's it. All right. After Dorth, we are onto the green slot, who attacks Keth with advantage because of the reckless attacks. Uh, that's going to be a 15. 
Miss. A 18. Miss. And a 22. Hit. One staff hits for 13 bludgeoning damage. She's going to bring it down to six because you're raging. And after the green slot, he doesn't move because the spike growth. We move on to Kurgle. Mm-hmm. He runs into the spike growth and Kill passes shot. out again. <laughs> Positions herself to the side with her flintlock. Aims down the sights. Kill shot. takes the shot. Let's go. For a 19, that's going to hit. I think this is the first time she's hit. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> it's a big moment for her. 26 piercing damage. Bang, bang. <laughs> Kills the green slot. Oh. I damn shot it. him God down. damn it. Bang, bang. <laughs> he hit the ground. Bang, bang. The bullet flies true into the green slot's head, blowing the guts off the back of the head. Uh, Kev, give me another perception check as you're close to this death. Six. All right. <laughs> So the body falls into the spikes, and then uh, I guess you would release the spikes to let Kath out, and you'll start to gather, and we will pick up next week. like to say that after Kurgle takes her kill shot Astra's spiritual weapon dissipates and she slowly falls to the ground and collapses. Astra collapses? Yes. Okay. Emotional collapse? An emotional. Okay. A very oh. emotional oh. You're also a so giant. giant. Yeah. <laughs> God Go to damn your it. I can't even have this nice emotional <laughs> moment. They look like good strong hands. <laughs> 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 Fuck me. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Wait, what's mm-hmm. happening? I don't know. I was on full. Oh, his brother just had a baby. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's caught on the recording, too. <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> Witnessing the birth of a human right now this is a big deal. <laughs> I thought he went to the bathroom and then I heard, that's not good. I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I heard somebody else. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I didn't know he was on the phone. I thought someone else was here. And yeah, then y'all were confused. And I was like, who's here? Like, did your brother come back? Aw, Matt loves his brother. Definitely what, what staying in. nerd. Sibling love. What is that? What a nerd. Yeah. Geek shit. Did I miss something? I mean, you're, it's very audible. Uh, yeah, there, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. It's all well, right. Very, very it was echoey. like picking up in our headphones. I tried so hard to be quiet. Well, my brother uh, and his wife had their second kid today. We know. Oh, we heard. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. And it, they they kept the they didn't know the sex until you know he popped out. So that he's oh, wow. he's got a he's got Congrats, a little boy. Mikey. So nice. he was trying to congratulations, Mikey. He was trying to Facetime me so I could see what the little tyke looks like. So. Oh. Shouts out to Mikey Hendrick. Congratulations. <laughs> and little James.
Little James. Oh, James. Little James. James Hendrix. Yeah, James Hendrix's uh, existence is now being recorded. <laughs> and he's only been alive for like six hours. <laughs> On 4 19, 2021, little James Hendrix. He was came, almost came a 420 baby. He could have been a 420 baby. <laughs> oh, no. The potential. But he was a 19, 2021 baby. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Wait, no, it's the, it's the 19th. Yeah, it's 19, 2021. Okay, I see the year 2021. Okay. The year of our Lord. Month 19, day 20. I'm so confused. Like, what am I missing? (laughs) Whatever, y'all. It's too early. Uh, So the fireball just happened, and I did narrate it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. They they just jumped out of the way. And after Kath's turn is... Everybody make Ash feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Was this worth it? Was this worth 150 gold? (laughs) My sister. (laughs) Oh, what? Max damage. Another crit? Minimum damage. Oh, wow. She's meant to live. But I do have to roll the crit damage. Oh my god, how cool the storytelling would be if Astra led to the death of Colonel. <laughs> like, what, is, what does it mean for Kev? You yeah. like, Start uh, getting ready to role play, Sneaky. Oh I've been god. thinking about it this whole time. <laughs> Man, no. Finally gets to reconnect with his sister, fighting back to back. It's all cute. Yeah, she's not a pirate <laughs> anymore. She's like doing good with us, you know? Oh, getting her life back no. on track. She falls unconscious with one fail in death saves already. The fuck did you do, David? Well, you. (laughs) (laughs) Kurgle's dying. It's all your fault. (laughs) Kurgle's in death saves. 